Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. I wanted to say thanks to my producer, Elder Tyrone Daniels. I believe this is our fifth episode. And I wanted to talk a little bit this morning about uh, the five windows of life. And just to give a summary, uh, those five windows of life, life, number one is, is God, and that supersedes everything that we do. And the last uh, couple episodes, uh, one of those windows we've been talking about is money. And we've been talking about budgeting and things of that nature. The third uh, item of those windows of life is education. Uh, the importance of education, the roles that it plays in our society. And the fourth winner is, is uh, political issues that face us. And that's what I'm going to talk about in this episode and I want to talk about uh, technology also in this series of uh, recordings that we do. But I want to talk about to uh, Tyrone, James, and Angie, uh, the new generation, and I want to uh, pass on the Father's wisdom to you is that I strongly suggest that you keep a very sharp eye on the politics of this country, the politicians. And what is very important is to pay very close attention to uh, not only the presidential elections, which are very important, but state elections and local elections, which are are very important because these are the people that will be governing and setting the laws uh, for you to live by. And it's very important to vote. Uh, One of the reasons why it's very important to vote is that uh, you have a say in what's happening to you. And the third reason is uh, most states use the voters registration, driver's license, and some form of ID to put together their uh, pool of jury. And uh, if you are not participating in any of the three that I talked about, there is a strong possibility that you will not be tried by your peers And you have to be concerned about not only yourself, but your children, your grandchildren in the coming future. Because the data that I have been researching on this has uh, really been concerning me. In politics, uh, 
there's nothing more than a, a pipeline for controlling certain events and also a pipeline for uh, funds that are coming to state and local areas, which can have an indirect or direct effect on your net worth, on jobs, uh, grants, and things of that nature that's coming into your community. Therefore, it's very important that you have uh, someone in office that is concerned about uh, what can happen to you. Uh, one of the things I'm deeply concerned about, and I think that you should watch closely in the future, and I want you to educate and pass this on to my uh, grandchildren. There is uh, used to be in the old days when I was a young boy coming up in North Carolina, there was a thing called, you the old people talking about, called Jim Crow. And that was laws and things that were in place that would not allow people to vote. Uh, until 1870, uh, we weren't even allowed to uh, be in a jury. But the Jim Crow laws were designed that... Uh, you couldn't uh, go into restaurants, you couldn't vote, you couldn't sit on the jury. Uh, you just basically had no representation uh, as a citizen in this country. Uh, a lot has changed, but uh, one of the things that uh, I have been concerned about is that throughout the country there seems to be uh, uprising of young black men who are being uh, killed by police officers and I began to be concerned about that because it reminded me as a boy of the lynchings and things that were taking place in the South uh, in reference to black men. And uh, I wanted to do some research to see what was the issue. In the part of the country I live in, Wisconsin, and especially in Milwaukee, I'm noticing that there is a tremendous increase in the number of uh, young black men, not only killed, but are uh, going to the prisons and uh, one of the things that concerned me is that I wanted to know that if across the country if blacks were being represented on the different juries then why is it that so many police officers regardless of what they are doing, uh, they're getting off. And I, I want to do some research to see why. Uh, regardless of, just wasn't a great 
when I looked at the data, there's just not a large number of police officers who are part of a crime that caused the death of black men uh, being uh, acquitted when they would go to a jury. So I began to do some research to see what type of system that we, do we have in this country. I'm talking about uh, a justice system in, in this country that would allow for fair treatment of young black males. And I was alum what I found. And one of the first things I want to talk to you about in my finding was uh, I want to believe that we have a jury of peers, but the data does not support that. And there was an alarming number of incarcerations, which I didn't understand. In the United States, uh, there are 760 per 100,000 uh, people. In fact, our nation has more people behind bars than anyone uh, on the planet. France has uh, 96 per 100,000. Italy has 97 per 100,000. And Germany has 90 per 100,000, and the United Kingdom uh, has 153 per 100,000. Uh, Switzerland has uh, 76 per 100,000. Uh, 2.4 million people are in prison in this country. The United States has 5% uh, of the world population, yet it has 25% of the people who are in prison. We have a very large number, and that has been a uh, concern for me, and I have looked at several areas to try to figure out... Uh, what's really happening here. And there's several uh, books that I've been reading and I strongly suggest that you read. One is Two Nations, Black and White and Separate, uh, Hostile and Unequal by Andrew Hacker. I think that book gives the, the purest form of the difference between white and black in this country with unbiased, I think unbiased, that you can look at the data, look at statistics, you look at education, you can look at the um, employment, you can look at the wages, you can look at the prison systems. Uh, in fact, he has a very uh, remarkable um, statement in there. He was talking to his class, he's an instructor, uh, has been uh, teaching in one of the uh, colleges at North, I think it's Syracuse, that he was teaching at. And he asked his class, which I'm assuming by his book, that was, if uh, you're white and there's a mistake made, 
and you uh, found that, that uh, in a few days uh, you are black and we made a mistake and what would you charge this country if you had to switch from being a white person to a black person and uh, the student said uh, it's going to cost you a million dollars a year. In other words, the student believed that by being black it would cost him uh, as far as income and which directly into his net worth it would cost him a million dollars a year. Uh, and that kind of st uh, stayed with me over the years in reading what he was saying. But the point that, that I'm driving towards tonight, <clears throat> I I did, don't understand why with all of the civil rights bill and everything that passed, why is there such an alarming number of our young people going to uh, prison so I, I started doing some research on it. I want to share that with you tonight. And I want to ask you to keep your eye on this in Next Generation because I truly do believe that Andrew Hacker is right that uh, there, the racism and the massive incarceration of black people is pushing this country uh, in two separate uh, hostile groups, white and black, and I'm hoping it won't explode. I've been watching this year uh, what is happening in New York and Baltimore and the St. Louis areas that is close to a boiling point. And uh, we have a generation, your generation is uh, not remember the riots of the 60s, the watch and uh, the riots that took place after the assassination of Dr. King. It was ugly. A lot of people was hurt. A lot of uh, uh, property was destroyed. Uh, and I'm hoping we will not have to go back uh, through that again. Uh, but if we don't find some way to resolve this problem, uh, it could happen. You're too young to remember that, but I want you to uh, pass on to my grandchildren that we live in a country where we represent uh, around 10 to 12% of the population, around 13 or 14 million. And we are living amongst a group of people as close to 300 million white. And I'm saying that because the numbers are just not there in the favor of a racial war. Uh, and the generation of young people that I see, they have anger and they're feeling that uh, if we attack the police, uh, that is the appropriate step to take. And I want to uh, strongly disagree with that because 
the first phase of uh, racial conflict is going to be I've beat back the police. And in the 60s, as a young boy, I saw that the police were pushed back. And then the state police came in and they were pushed back. And then the sheriff, the National Guard came in and federal troops were used to bring order. So I know by being a disabled veteran that uh, the most powerful army on this planet is the United States of America. And it will be used and has been used to bring law and order if it becomes necessary. And as leaders of your families, you must understand that. The, I want to talk later about education, but the educational problem and other problems that's facing our people are you will have to, in the future when your mom and dad is gone, be able to have the history and to know what's going on. I always strongly recommend that you read and you understand things. Let's talk about what I think one of the uh, major problems is building in this country with this massive incarceration and what type of problems I'm thinking it's going to lead to. Uh, one, uh, there's no, no doubt in my mind that uh, if young white uh, youth were being incarcerated at the rate that blacks are, uh, this would be considered a national emergency. But I think it's a national emergency for the number of blacks that are uh, being uh, incarcerated. And I'm going to um, I'm going to tell you why I think it's a serious mistake. Uh, James uh, Baldwin uh, made a statement uh, stating that. Uh, uh, the failure to care and really care across color line uh, lies a core for a system of control and uh, a racial caste system. And I see that uh, happening in the uh, United States and I think it's going to create a problem for us. Now, one of the readings that I have read uh, is the new Jim Crow by uh, Michelle Alexander and her focus on the new Jim Crow is giving uh, a view that I had just not thought about in the way that she had is bringing it about but I strongly recommend the reading of this because of what she is saying could destroy our people uh, totally, not only the, the males uh, with the rate of and uh, that they are being locked up. And I went back to check to see if she knew what uh, she was talking about. She's backing it up with data. 
but I looked at jury ex experts, the art and science of uh, litigating advocacy. I read up on juries. I even went to the area that uh, we're living in, Wisconsin, and read their report about uh, the massive incar incarceration of African-American males uh, and the effect it is having on the city. You know, Milwaukee is one of the cities that uh, Andrew Hackett says 80% of the families, and I believe it was Andrew Hackett saying 80% of the families, black families, there was no fathers. And uh, you led to believe with the welfare reform and everything that um, blacks were deserting their families. That's not the case. The case is uh, uh, most of them are in prison. And uh, the the odds are, according to this report, which I will go into later, that uh, uh, most of them before they're 30 years old will be in pr prison. There's some zip codes uh, that's located around our church that if you live in that area, uh, the rate increases even higher. But I want to get back to um, talking about... Uh, this massive incorporation, the new Jim Crow by Michelle Alexandrian, the massive incorporation of black males. Uh, and she said something that, that really hit a trigger with me, the correlation between the old Jim Crow that kept blacks out of restaurants, that kept them out of jobs, that kept them off of juries, that kept them out uh the mainstream America so they can make uh, wages to take care of their families. It's just flat out discrimination. And the Civil Rights Bill was passed to try to eliminate that. But uh, one of the things I read uh, in her book that really uh, came home to me was she said that uh, once you are labeled as a, as a felon, the old form of discrimination, talking about the old Jim Crow, comes back. If you got a felony, you can't get employment. Uh, you discriminate in, in, from getting employment. You discriminate when it comes to high, uh, uh, housing. You also are denied the right to vote, which uh, has a double sword attack on the black community because if you are supposed to have a jury of your peers, if you are having problems in the community, if you have a huge number of men and in, 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 uh, incarcerated, they're not eligible to sit on the jury to make sure that you get a f fair trial, which leads to a uh, being tried by predominantly white juries. And that the data that I found in that is very scary. What can happen uh, if you do not have peers or someone uh, representing your culture, your religion, and your ethics setting on that uh, uh, jury? And I just give you an example. I had the opportunity to serve on the jury uh, a few years back, and uh, 
they told us what the law was, and I was the only uh, African-American on the jury that was trying an African-American young man, and the others were were white. And the case led down to that uh, this young man was in the... Uh, was walking along the side of the road because his car broke down and the police picked him up and they took him home and as he was heading towards the house they called him back they searched him and they found a weapon and uh, they took him to jail and they uh, uh, went, uh, went, I was on the jury to decide whether he was guilty or not for number one having a firearm and also if he was a threat to the police officers. And as I understood the law, he had not uh, broken any law. Uh, he was just trying to get home. And number two, he sat in that patrol car, uh, made no statement, I tried to do anything to injure that police officer. Or, and if I, I understood the law correctly, that if he did not have a reason to search him, uh, then that should not have been brought up. So I would not vote that uh, uh, he was guilty, which my vote of guilty would meant that he went to prison, and I I wouldn't go along with that. My one vote uh, hung that jury, and the young man was released, and I didn't rely realize at the time what I was doing but what I was doing is from what I could see and understand and could relate with the culture of that young man he had not had no premeditated reason of us trying to hurt anyone and if I understood the uh, jury system correctly then uh, that was my job to, to determine if he was guilty or if he was a, a major pro uh, problem to the society, and I didn't see that. But the what happened afterwards, the uh, prosecutor came in and wanted to know who was it that uh, wouldn't give that vote, and he was very upset about that, which uh, I had already assumed from my civics classes before that the jury's verdict was an independent part of our justice system that was not controlled by the judge, not the prosecutor. But I had a valuable lesson to learn that if I had not stood on my uh, belief, that young man could have been... been taken out in, in handcuffs and put in prison. Now, I'm saying all that to say why jury duty is important. I'm saying that to say also, and now reading the book about the new Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander, she's putting the pieces together in my mind that we have a serious cry, a problem here because the data and the things that I'm reading and I'll probably have to continue on this episode next week, is showing that our blacks are eliminated 
from the jury duties across this country. They are just not allowed to be on there. And they're not allowed to be on there because the uh, prosecutors, some judges make the decision who is going to be on the jury after the jury pool has uh, been selected by the judge. The judge can select who's going to sit on the jury or the judge can leave it up to the lawyers and what data is showing throughout the country that um, black jurors in in as much as example as Chicago at, at Detroit, where there has been cases where uh, blacks are coming out of areas to be tried that's fifty percent black, yet not one uh, uh, black person is allowed to be on the jury, and that's scary. I'm I'm getting ready to run out of time here, and I want to uh, finish this and and talking about uh, this uh, new Jim Crow. And I think that as a father's wisdom to you, this needs to be watched carefully because. Uh, it is being disguised under the uh, law of the war on drugs, which Ronald Reagan started uh, when he was in office. But nobody has talked about uh, how the CIA funded uh, uh, the back the government of uh, one of the Latin American countries. Uh, with drug money and things of that nature. That hasn't been talked about. And it has not been discussed about where you can have cocaine versus crack. Cocaine, crack is made from cocaine, but you can have a small amount of cocaine and receive uh, a tremendous amount of prison time. We'll talk about that and go into more detail. But again... I wanted to start uh, this episode in talking about why it's important to keep your eye on the politics locally, uh, statewide, and federal, because the people that you don't vote for are in a position to totally destroy your family by uh, controlling what will and happen to you if you go before a judge or a jury in this country. Until the next time, uh, if you want to ask me some questions about that or my grandkids want to send me an email, that's Daniels, D-A-N-I-E-L-S at J-93 Gmail. That's Daniels, D-A-N-I-E-L-S, J-93 at Gmail.com if you got some questions. And may God bless you and be with you until uh, we get a chance to talk again. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.